Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Let's look at the language of the word of God. Go with me to the gospel according to John. Hallelujah. Gospel according to John, the 11th chapter. And here we will see a continuity in the context between the language we're going to see in Exodus to let go, to be loosed, to come out. Hello. And we're going to see it in the gospel according to John. The Bible says, and verse 42, Jesus is saying, Father, I thank you in verse 41 that you have heard me, and I knew that you heard me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he had thus spoken, hmm, Do you realize what he's doing? He's not just crying. He's speaking with a loud voice. The Bible says he cried with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus said, I said, Jesus said, I said, Jesus said, loose him and let him go. I hope you understand what was happening to Lazarus. Somebody ought to give God the praise. Why did he say loose him and let him go? The same language that you see throughout the book of Exodus. What was he doing? He was binding the spirit of premature death up of Lazarus. Do you understand it wasn't Lazarus's time to go? That is why he said, lose him, lose him. Hallelujah, every type of death, every spirit of death, every principality of death has to go. Are you hearing me? Some of you have been dealing with spirits in your homes for so many years. You're worn out and you're tired. But I'm going to tell you something. You've been so faithful to God. Tears running down your face. Discouraged, yet still serving God. Dealing with all kinds of stuff. Because... It's a Mitzrayim-like experience. Let's look at this another example in the New Testament where we see the very same words in the book of Exodus found in the deliverance of Jesus, of Nazareth in his ministry. 
Go with me to Luke's gospel, the 13th chapter. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 13. And here we are going to see another great example of being loosed and let go. Hallelujah. Are you with me, saints? The Bible says in verse 10 of Luke chapter 13, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman with a, that had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and she was bound together, and she could no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and he said, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. You see, that spirit had to let her go. Are you hearing me? You see, there are some spirits that we need to understand that the Bible is going to show us that are operating in the book of Exodus that have been longtime residents. Hello, somebody. I'm talking about a stubborn spirit. I'm talking about a spirit that refuses to let you go. I'm talking about a spirit that has trying to come back and bring you back to the way you were once you've been loosed because it is a stubborn spirit. You see, the spirit of Pharaoh is a spirit that grabs a hold and doesn't want to let you go. I hope you understand what we're talking about. Tonight, some of you are going to be free. God is saying on your job, unnecessary persecution. But God says, you are being a you are actually walking in a supernatural power that you didn't even know that God has put inside of you. And God is saying those very spirits that have mocked you and tried to undermine you. You never shared this, this step with me. But God is telling you, right now you're going to get favor. And God is telling you, you're going to get dominion. And God is telling me that when you walk in the hospital rooms, babies are getting delivered because of your life. God is telling me that you are going to break bondages off of children. Oh, God. pretty please to the devil is over. I hope you understand what we're talking about. The days of trying to dilute deliverance is over. The days of sanitizing deliverance is over. That means we've reduced it down to some kind of a some kind of a ritual in the church. But today I've got a word for the devil. He's going to lose God's people and he's going to let them go. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And when they spoke to Jesus and they said, you ought not heal on the Sabbath day. Jesus said in verse 16, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound low these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. 
Are you hearing me? Go with me and let us look at the language of Yetziyat Mitzrayim. So this means, please understand what the text is going to teach us. I'm going to say it again. This means that you don't leave Egypt. You have to be let go out of Egypt. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't leave Egypt. If I really want a Passover experience, I have to be let go out of Egypt and say, that means I have to be ready for serious deliverance. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. Touch your neighbor and say serious deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to look at the language now. Let's get, let's uh, understand that we must be textual when we're dealing with a subject that is as provocative as deliverance. We have to be sure. We're going we're gonna to torture the devil a little bit. Do you mind? All right. One of the ways you put him to the torture is through the word of God. Hello, somebody. I said the word of God brings torture to the wicked one. Why is the devil trying to stop you from hearing God's word? Because he doesn't want to be tortured with hearing the truth. He doesn't want the spotlight on the truth of the word of God. Are you hearing me today? Somebody ought to say, I'm here in this room. And I came to hear the word of God and say this, devil, I'm putting you under my feet. And you've got to listen to this word because it's all about you coming down. You coming out, somebody ought to say today, hallelujah, I'm putting the devil on the run. He's not putting me on the run. <laughs> hallelujah, glory to God, give God praise. Parsha Bashalik. And when he had let the people go, now I'm going to show you something. There is an excessive use of let the people go. It's an excessive use in two Parsha. First, we see it in Parsha Bo. Parsha Bo is the plagues. And it is the con confrontation with Pharaoh. All right. And Parsha Bo has a theme about Pharaoh that we need to look at. Parsha Bo begins in Exodus chapter 7. All right, so looking at, uh, actually it begins not in Exodus chapter 7, it begins about Exodus chapter 8, but we're going to look at, let's go to Exodus uh, 5, where we're going to see the beginning of this language of being let go. Hallelujah, because that's the only language that we speak to Pharaoh. Hello, somebody, are you with me? Exodus chapter 5 begins what we call the Pharaoh narrative. And looking at Exodus chapter 5, going to verse 1, the Bible says, And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Let my people go. Notice number 1. That's the first time we see it here. Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm being free because I'm being set apart for service. So you better tell your neighbor, you better know what's being done in your life 
that you're not going to deal with these Egyptians anymore or strongholds of the devil anymore so that you can fully serve God. Hello, I said so that you can fully serve God. All right, let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? Notice that blatant, bold spirit. That's what the devil wants to say to you. Who are you? Okay, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Sounds like a demon, doesn't it? Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? I do not know the Lord. Neither will I let the people go. And they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Let us go. We pray three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and the sword. And the king of Egypt said, wherefore do you, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get to your burdens. And Pharaoh said, behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them Shabbat from their burdens. Do you hear that? Okay, the first thing we need to see is that how many times the word, the phrase to let go is here. It says, let my people go once in verse 5. Then it says again, um, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Here we see it twice. I do not know the Lord, neither will I let Israel go three times. Then we see in verse 3, and the God of Hebrews has met with us. Um, has met with us, let us go, notice, a fourth time, that we may go to into the wilderness to sacrifice unto the Lord. Notice in two verses, four times. Say this with me, repetition, repetition. means something special. Okay, so now let's go a little further with this, because Yetziat Mitzrayim, leaving Egypt, requires to be let go. All right, let's go a little further, and we're going to go to Exodus chapter 7, and we're going to see in Exodus chapter 7, the 14th verse, and we're going to see in Exodus 7 verse 14, uh, Pharaoh's heart and how it is hardened, and the reason it is placed this way is so that you will understand when you're facing a Pharaoh. How do you know you're facing a Pharaoh? When that thing refuses to let you go. Okay, when you're stuck in that place for years. All right. And the Bible says, and the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. Do you see that? A hardened heart. A stubborn spirit. Did you see the mocking spirit in chapter 5? The refusal to let the people go. Stubborn. Let's go to Exodus chapter 8 so that you can understand what you're dealing with because only the word can show you what you're dealing with. Notice the Bible says in Exodus chapter 6, the Bible says uh, in, in the Bible says in verse 5, I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians what? Whom the Egyptians what? Anybody reading that? Exodus chapter 6. Oh, we're still in it. I'm so sorry. It's the, it's the slow internet. So look in your Bible. Exodus chapter 6. God's allowing this to happen because he wants you to look in your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 6, verse 5, 
I have heard of the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians what? What do they do? They what? Keep. Say this with me. They hold on to them. They don't want to let them go. Not only does Pharaoh not want to let them go, but all the spirits attached to Pharaoh don't want to let you go. Are you understanding what we're talking about? Some of us have had these spirits since we were young children. It doesn't mean you are not a good Christian. It does not mean that you are not born again. It does not mean you have a spirit inside of you. What we're talking about is demonic assignments over your life. What we're talking about is oppression. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. I want you to understand there's a difference between oppression and aggression against your life and being demonically possessed. We are not talking about a born again believer being possessed. You cannot be possessed, but you've been under attack. You have been a, a person that the enemy has tried to take captive. Some of you, he's tried to take your body captive. Some of you, he's tried to take your mind captive. Some of you, he's tried to take your children captive. He's tried to take your relationships captive. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, but today, that captivity is going to break off of you. Whether we're socially correct or not, it doesn't matter. We're not going to try to be pretty about this. We're not going to use little etiquette and manners with a demonic spirit that has been challenging our life. We are going to speak to it tonight and it is going to leave you forever. I hope somebody understands this is the season of Passover. Let's just look for a minute. I'm going to share with you two supernatural steps, and then I'm going to pray with you. The first supernatural step of being loosed out of Mitzrayim. First supernatural step is that there must be confrontation in order to receive liberation. I said there must be confrontation in order for you to receive liberation. That means you have to face your fears. Hmm. Facing your fears can be extremely traumatic. I, I want you to understand something. The Bible in the book of Exodus does not invalidate human suffering. The whole entire slavery narrative is to associate, to identify with human pain, suffering, the emotional elements of Mitzrayim, the soulish elements of Mitzrayim, the social elements of Mitzrayim, and the physical elements of Mitzrayim. Physical bondage is the slavery itself. Soulish bondage is those things in the bloodline that have to go, bondages in the bloodline. 
spiritual Mitzrayim is. The blocks that stop us from serving God because we don't want to displease somebody. Hello. Or the blocks that stop us from serving God because we're afraid. That spiritual Mitzrayim. Or something that is challenging us to love something more than God. We don't want to love it more than God, but we've used it as a God, a God-like experience, a God-like attachment to things. And we need that Mitzrayim broken off so that we will serve God completely. Spiritual Mitzrayim, soulish Mitzrayim, emotional Mitzrayim, and social Mitzrayim. God, in his compassion and tenderness, knows socially what some of us have been through. The shame of a divorce. The shame of someone rejecting you in your family. The shame of someone publicly humiliating you, mistreating you. The shame of being treated less than, never being respected for who you are. The Bible wants us to see all these areas of Mitzrayim. But then the Bible goes even deeper. There are certain terrors that are easily triggered when you're around an abuser. I said, triggers of terror. Hello, I said, triggers of terror. Some of us have shoved it down, stuffed it, because we don't want to face certain things because we don't want the trigger to go off. Because if the trigger goes off, we're going to be taken right back there again. Because there was such a stronghold and such a control and so much terror about it, so much shock, so much trauma in shock. Something shocking is traumatic. It's not just shocking, but it's traumatic. Some of us tonight, the Lord wants to loose us from that trauma. He wants to loose us from the shock and not keep us in that place anymore. Triggers of terror. Let's look at, this is the, I, I'm just going to only focus on this one and we're, we're going to pray. Let's look at Exodus 14. This is part of Bashalak. Exodus 14, verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihaharot, between Migdol and the sea, over against Baal Zaphon, before it you shall encamp by the sea. What is Baal Zaphon? It's a huge idol. And you see, all the other idols on the night of Passover broke because God said the whole purpose of the, of the death of the firstborn is that the Bible says, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment for I am the Lord. Okay, so we must understand that in um, a supernatural sense of scripture, 
It's not just the idols themselves. It's the demonic power in those idols. It's the demonic power that those idols represent. It's the ungodly imaginations that men have about those idols that have created strongholds of witchcraft that have held the people in bondage for over 400 years. And so this Baal Zaphon was an idol that was set up by Pharaoh in the wilderness, and he set it up specifically so that no one could escape Egypt. And so God set him up that way. Do you all understand? God is going to set up Pharaoh this way. And the Bible tells us that the children of Israel were exiting and God told them to turn around. That means you're leaving Egypt, but before you leave Egypt, you're on your way out, but you're being told to turn. And you're going, looking back at Egypt. And that's where you're going to camp. It doesn't make sense that God should tell them to turn, that God should tell them to face Egypt when they're leaving Egypt. It doesn't make sense that they are already on their way out, but God says before you really go out in order to be let go, you've got to face some fears. I hope somebody hears what I'm talking about. In order to be let go, you've got to face Pharaoh right in the face. You've got to be able to look at the terror and you've got to be able to look at the trauma. I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about today. And the Bible tells us, beloved saints, oh my God, the Bible says, hallelujah, for Pharaoh will say that the children of Israel are entangled in the land and the wilderness has shut them in because Baal Zephon has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he will follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. And that the, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So we understand what happened. I'm just going to paraphrase it. As they turned around, they saw something they never expected to see. They started to hear sounds. And those sounds began to trigger terror. God is saying certain sounds that you have gone through in your life certain words that you've heard, certain word curses, certain things that people have told you about yourself, words that have been spoken about you, sounds. They began to hear the sounds of the horse's hoofs coming at them like a raging army. They began to see the dust raised up, and it was not the pillar of the cloud. The dust raised up was the dust from the ground of the racing Egyptians that were coming to take them back to Egypt. I want you to know that God is going to conquer a fear today in you. And that is the fear that you're never going back. You see some of us go through circumstances in life and immediately it goes off triggers of terror. I can't go back to that experience. I can't go back to that dark room. I can't go back to that dark place. I can't go back to that experience. I can't do it, God. I'll never be able to survive it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because once you start to see the signs, once you start to hear, once you start to see the dust being raised, and then all of a sudden, the terror that was triggered inside of you sees 600 chariots of Pharaoh's men and all the armies marching behind him to take you back to Egypt. But I've 
got a word for you. I don't care how many armies are marching toward you. I don't care if there's 600 or 10,000 chariots to take you back to Egypt. You are never going back there again. You are leaving Egypt and God is doing something. He is going to put within you a security, a safety, a confidence, a knowing that the Egyptians that you have seen today, you will see no more, even forever. Are you with me, Saint? Stand to your feet right now. Begin to start praying in the Holy Ghost. Christina, come up here. Hope move this thing. We gotta move it now. Shukla, the brethren, help us. This is this is gonna call for fast action. Oh God. Oh Baba Shita. Oh my God. Come over here. Last night, around 1 in the morning or 12 midnight, I was in the car, no, Tuesday night, with Michelle. She was driving me. We were going through a freeway we never take because the freeway was cut down. And we went through a place where you live. And we said, precious Christina Paris, she is so chosen of God. She is such a woman of God. We began to pray for you. And I believe the Spirit of God was calling you here tonight because you have a divine appointment for those bondages to break off of you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Spirits of terror. Spirits of terror break off in the name of Jesus. Get off. In Jesus' mighty name, we break your stronghold. We break your stronghold. You will not destroy her hope. Spirits of hopelessness, we break your power. In the name of Jesus, we command you to lose your hold off of her. In the name of Jesus, break it. Hope, Pekka. Somebody ought to give God the praise. Give God the glory in this house. Minister to the woman of God. The woman of God. The woman of God. The woman of God. Come on. The woman of God. The mighty woman of God. You have terrorized demons. Your life has been a life of a living sacrifice. And the Lord is saying, no more. No more will these Egyptians. Come up here. Moko paka paka pate tista mati chokara patata. You are a woman of valor, but trauma after trauma. That's all right. Just just let them. They're just there's still deliverance going on. There's still deliverance going on. There's still deliverance going on.
my triggers of terror, triggers of hopelessness, triggers of shock and disappointment. And it is because you are going through what those babies that you're going to save, that dream that you have and those babies that you're going to save, there you're bearing their burden ahead of time. You're understanding. But now the devil has played with you long enough. The devil has manipulated you long enough. There's a manipulating spirit that has tried to control your life. And that spirit of control and manipulation, I command you, in the name of Jesus, you powerful, lying devil, you bow before the name of Jesus. You're a prince. You're a prince, but I command you to bow right now. Yes, you are being tortured. Yes, you are being tortured. Yes, you are being commanded to come off. You are being commanded to let go of Yvette, the woman of God, in the name of Jesus. I command your control. Since you were seven years old, since she was seven years old, we break that demonic power off right now in the name of Jesus. Not one cycle of terror after another. Come on, people. Help me pray. It's not me. It's the anointing. Go put your hand on her, mother. Go put your hand on her. Ah! Just minister. Just keep ministering. Just keep ministering. There's major deliverance going on in here. Just keep ministering. The devil has already lost his battle. The devil has already lost it. He's not doing this to the saints of God. We're severing it. The control, the manipulation, the disappointment, the wanting to silence you. You are not going to be silenced with terror anymore. I break it off in the name of Jesus. I command every spirit, every principality, every power. Come on, saints, help me. It's breaking off, Lisa. It's breaking off. It's breaking off. Weariness. Bondages in the bloodline. Oh, God, I give you praise. Right now, you are not going to carry anybody in your family's demonic bondages. Jesus in the name. Come on, the name that is above every name. The name that is above every name. Oh, shakarabaha. Somebody get behind Mother Sylvia right now. Some of these things are blatantly wicked. 
blatantly wicked and defiant. Here's the word I'm hearing. Some spirits have tried to be defiant toward you. You have been patient. You have been loving. But God is saying now you have dominion over those defiant spirits. Oh, God, the Lord is saying it's not going to come at you anymore and beat you down in your weakest place. The weakness that some people are privy to. The weakness, oh, God. But God says it's strength that you are going to defeat those defiant, wicked spirits of Mitzrayim. In the name of Jesus, we break off every bit of defiance coming against the woman of God. Saints, help me out. We gotta help each other out. We we minister in the love of God, loving one another. There's so many miracles happening. Massive deliverance taking place. Massive spirits. That's why at the Passover night on April. I don't even know the date. It's going to be on a Saturday. At it's uh, for our celebration in Brea. Is that the date? The seventh. It's a Saturday. No, no, that's Good Friday. The eighth. Yes, the Saturday right after Good Friday. Passover. I want people to write out the spirits that they're confronting. I want the people to write out and say to those spirits, you're going you're gonna to hold it up as a declaration. You are not attacking me anymore. I'm confronting you. I'm confronting you by the blood of Jesus. There are multiple spirits, some that are attached to others. Makoto Koto. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's no cancellations over this family anymore. There's no cancellations over this family anymore. Cancellations of visions and dreams. They are going to come to pass. Mokota Shakara. Yes, Lord, every dream that my brother has and every dream that my sister has, there's no cancellation. It's only, hallelujah, God is saying not cancellation, liberation from the power of the wicked one. No more cancellation of dreams. No more cancellation. Everything that you have dreamt is going to come to pass. But here's what God is saying. All right, all right, okay, okay. The Lord is saying for both of you. God is saying he's going to take so over everything. That when you're at a point that you don't have anything, 
and you're saying, how is this going to happen? God is going to do it all. Stand back and see the Yeshua of the Lord. Stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, my God. The Lord is saying, all right, the Lord is saying Red Sea deliverance, but Red Sea immersing. I'm seeing you in the waters starting to run into the Red Sea even before it parts. And the Lord is saying, the Lord is saying the waters of the Red Sea. Hallelujah. It's becoming like freedom. 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 You're never going back. You're never going back. It doesn't matter what triggers of terror the devil tries to put in front of you. You're never going back. The devil is a liar. You've got to speak to those triggers of terror and tell those triggers of terror, I'm not going back. This, I refuse to go back. You're not taking me back because my God has set me free. My God has freed me. Hallelujah. This is just a mode of deliverance where Jesus chooses another method for you. It's a method of his embrace. It's a method of him holding you and his embrace, you are going to really feel. There's not going to be blocks to not feeling it. You know it in your mind, and you know it theologically. You know it in your memory. But now, whatever has blocked you being able to feel that love, it's going. And the anointing of highly favored has come upon you tonight. There's oil being poured upon you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet for highly favored. And God, we give you praise. Those walls, I don't know where they came from. Knowing it, and yes, feeling it, but there's another level of his embrace. I don't know if you had to just swallow it up and just be good for everybody, be perfect. Or if it's just something you just shut down and you, it, it doesn't even matter, don't try to figure it out. It makes it too complicated. Because your heart is like the heart of a child to God. Not your maturity, your heart. Your heavenly father so delights in you. And so that ability tonight from heaven, he's giving you that embrace from heaven. And you're never going back to that sense of isolation and loneliness again. Never. God, we praise you. Come on, give God the glory.
Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.